Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Those conversations include, yes, we will need to charge if you refuse to take the the long-term care bed that we have found for you. There you go, Health Minister Sylvia Jones announcing changes to essentially pushing out bed blockers. I know it's a crass term, but that is what it's called. And so starting September 21st, elderly patients who choose to stay in a hospital bed, refusing to leave once discharged, could now be charged up to 400 bucks a day. This is all part of the More Beds, Better Care Act, and essentially it's to get the hospital beds open because we have a lot of people who need long-term care, but they're staying in hospital beds. So how this would work is that you give a list of your top five long-care facilities once you go into a hospital, and then once a bed opens on that list, you go to that, even if it's not your first choice. And so you could have a loved one um, if you're in an urban center that is up to 70 kilometers away. Uh, if you're in further northern areas, could be 150 kilometers away. And the Ford government says, no, 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 once a bed comes open, the one that you prefer, you'll go there. But the concern for many is that, you know, like in my case with my stepfather, it was like only supposed to be temporary, but it turned into 18 months. And yeah, he died. He ended up dying of a bed bug infection. It was disgusting. It was awful. So there are real concerns here. Um, but it, but the bottom line is, is, like, what choice do we have? We have a flu season coming. We have hospitals bursting at the seams. We've got healthcare workers who are completely burnt out. And if we don't move people out of these beds, then you, me, and other people can't get surgeries or life-saving procedures. Let me bring in uh, Francesca Grosso, principal over at Grosso McCarthy, experts in uh, health policy, also co-author of Navigating Canada's Healthcare, a user's guide to the Canadian healthcare system. I think, Francesca, you actually should write a book about long-term care and how to navigate that. I think there's a business to be like a VIP concierge to help people because it's a very hard system to navigate. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Uh, I think our our healthcare system is pretty hard to navigate. So, uh it's not just limited, but um yeah. Yeah. So this is supposed to be a solution. Um I, I see this going to be rife with problems because again, we're essentially picking winners and losers. Like we just don't have a facility. We don't have a health system that works, and so we have to push people out to get beds open. But the concern is that, you know, if you don't have money to pay for private care, you don't have a lot of choice, and that choice could be really far away. Yeah, I mean, the reality is that this problem of having people in hospitals who shouldn't be there is not new. It's a long-standing problem, and nothing's been done to find solutions in the community to avoid mm-hmm. the mess we're in now, okay? So, like, this this term of, you know, alternate level of care, meaning you shouldn't be there uh, because you don't need the supports of the hospital, uh, but you stay. Uh, this this term has been used since the beginning of the, the 2000s. So uh, we are at a breaking point. And uh, hospitals are meant to be acute, episodic uh, care for patients that need those services. I, I hate to say it, it, it sounds very heavy-handed, but I don't think there is a choice other than to move these people out of hospital. Uh, I don't know that it's reasonable uh, that 
you know, if a person's first choice of long-term care bed doesn't open for another three years, mm-hmm. that they should be in the most expensive setting denying another person the opportunity to, as you put it, maybe get life-saving care for something for which a hospital uh, is necessary. So I will say this, though. I, I've been listening to you know a lot of the criticism about the um, the pay-out-of-pocket uh, component should they refuse to move. Uh, the government is saying that it will be temporary, but I would say that it's unfortunate. The fact is hospitals are the most expensive care settings, and I'm not mm. sure that the public purse should be picking up uh, long-term uh, patients in hospitals who shouldn't be there. I would also wonder, though, I bet you that a lot of these people who are in hospital right now who shouldn't be there, I bet you the hospital wasn't their first choice either. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm also sure that if you go to some communities, many of these people are in hospitals quite far away from where they live. Like in Northern Ontario, if you live on, say, Manitoulin Island, and you are one of these patients at the Sudbury Hospital, you are two hours away. So I think that there's a lot of uh, torquing going on, uh, and I'm not sure that we really will have many answers about how this will be received by the actual patients until we actually ask the actual patients. And I believe that there will be a lot of people who will agree to move out of hospital because when last I checked, it wasn't the greatest environment to be in either. Um, But here's the thing. If I could just change, switch gears, the reality is the big solution is home care. But we don't talk about it. And and you have, and I should, just so our listeners understand, this is something you have been talking about for a long time because it actually, not only is it more humane, obviously if you've got dementia or a really degenerative illness, you can't inevitably stay at home, but it is much more humane and and cost-efficient to keep people home. Totally. And I'll tell you, there are going to be people who are in those hospitals now, those, as you call them, bed blockers, uh, that really do need to go into a long-term care home. But there, I right. bet you there are many, and they've, you know, they've done studies on this. There are quite a few people who actually would be able to stay home. But we in Ontario do not have programs made for home care for chronic care at home. We don't have long-term care at-home programs like other countries do. And what's really frustrating is it's not for lack of trying. I, you know, I work with a number of provider organizations. They've brought solutions to the table. For years, they've brought solutions to the table. How about if we create a program that works like this, that's tied into the family doctor, that we could have a team of clinical teams supporting in the home? The reality is government doesn't act on them because they have a home care system that is structured with policies and structured in a way that they cannot enable this innovation. This, to me, is a, is a short-term fix. They could actually yeah. say, you know what, we're going to do some of these programs, but instead, what do we do? We're, we're busy, you know, creating bureaucracies of home care, collapsing them, recreating them, creating agencies. Everybody's worried about all these structures of government. We need programs that are very different from what we're getting now. It's not more of the same that I'm proposing. Right. It's, specific, it's a rethink on the overall. 
Yeah, exactly. and, and this government, as you know, has a majority. They can do this. And, you yeah, know, they, it's they, not like the, liberal, the liberals can't get criticized. They had time to do it as well. I mean, well, this has been ignored a, for decades. a very big mess. I'm sorry to say it, and it has nothing to do with the political stripe. The reality is, you know, they, they collapsed a bureaucracy. They put into effect another bureaucracy. And it really was all about just creating more levels and layers and process. We need to cut... Home care should be the easiest, most straightforward thing to access because it's actually the least expensive. And it is the most complicated, just absolutely filled with different layers of gatekeepers, etc. So to me, if I were government, here's what I would do. I would say, okay, for those people who truly, truly need to be in long-term care because they just do not have, maybe they don't have a home, maybe they don't, fine. The policy, that, as we have it, will continue. They, they will be yeah. moved temporarily. But let's take a look at all those people in there at who actually does have a home, who has a supportive family, that maybe we could put really good long-term care at-home supports in their house. And I bet you that that could be rolled out quickly because I'll tell you right now, the proposals are already out there to do it. We just yeah. need a government that's going to enable it, and we have not had that. We haven't had it. Well, maybe maybe you can run, because I guarantee you the person that ran on that would get the votes, because that, that is just smart thinking, and it is so much more humane than the warehousing of our vulnerable. Nonetheless, um, <laughs> You want to hear you something know. funny, Alex? They all ran on it. Every yeah. party <laughs> ran on better home care and modernizing, but you know what? These are only words until... Somebody stands up and says, enough with the talk and the meetings. Let's get it done. Give us some yeah. proposals and let's go out the door. You know what? We're going to get some of them wrong, but by God, we're going to deliver a service very differently and we're going to create capacity in people's homes for as long as they can be there. Absolutely. It is a lot more dignified, more humane, and families can offer that care. Hey, Francesca, I know we'll talk about this again, sadly, because that uh, talk is not put into walk, but I do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. That is uh, Francesca Grosso. It's so frustrating that these are proposals on the table. We get the promises. We don't get the action. And that is, it is how it should be done.